Welcome to the Army Talent Management Podcast, where we explore how the Army is optimizing its human capital management practices to develop a ready, professional, diverse, and integrated team of trusted professionals that are prepared to fight and win in a complex world. Talent wins, and winning matters. Hello, I'm Major Dave Cicchetti. Welcome back to the Army Talent Management Podcast a podcast that is produced and maintained by members of the Army Talent Management Task Force. In this episode, we will discuss how talent management initiatives are expanding into the enlisted ranks. While the Army Talent Management Task Force has been in existence for nearly three years, it has only been in the past year that the task force has expanded its efforts to include non-commissioned officers and enlisted soldiers. Over the past year, the talent management team has conducted pilots of the Sergeant Major Assessment Program, or SMAP, the First Sergeant Talent Alignment Program, or First Sergeant TAA, and has begun to implement a holistic set of assessments across career timelines. The goal of this expansion is to best align the right soldier with the right mission or assignment. I would like to welcome Sergeant Major Robert Haney. Sergeant Major Haney is the current initiative lead for the Army Talent Management Task Force. He entered the Army in 1994 and has held leadership position at all levels within the NCO Corps while serving in the 10th Mountain uh, I Corps and the 75th Ranger Regiment. He has multiple deployments under his belt throughout the world supporting the global war on terror. And we have the honor today of interviewing Command Sergeant Major Todd Sims. Sergeant Major Sims is the current Command Sergeant Major of the U.S. Army Forces Command at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. He has been in the Army for over 35 years, serving in every leadership position from mortar squad leader to first Army Command Sergeant Major. He has deployed multiple times to support combat operations around the world, including Operation Desert Storm, Kosovo, Iraqi Freedom, Enduring Freedom, and Operation Resolute Support. He has advised the Talent Management Task Force for the pilots of both 1st Sergeant TAA and SMAP, and he has also been a panel member for the Battalion Commander Assessment Program. Sergeant Major Sims, welcome. It's a pleasure having you with, you, having you with us today. Yes, sir. It's great to be here. Look, looking forward to, uh, uh, to the dialogue. Uh, so, Sergeant Major Sims, we'll start with you. Uh, you've seen the Army evolve from a Cold War, from the Cold War era to now, and you've also had the experience of uh, having a stint in the Marine Corps, seeing it from the other services side. Uh, can you give us your perspective on how, on how the Army is changing for the better with regards to enlisted ranks? Uh, yes, sir. So, um, it, it, comparisons are always hard, but you know, just thinking about uh, where where we're going, and you know, we've had the same uh, same type. Of promotion system same way we've been looking at things for over 40 years and uh with what the talent management task force is doing and i know we started it with the officer cohort but uh moving into the enlisted side it's going to make a, a long-term difference for our army uh the, the reason the reason i say that is uh we're going to get the right people into the right positions at the right time instead of uh just relying on like a computer algorithm you have to have a little human factor factor in there as well um you know, in you know, thinking about what the Army's number one priority is, people. This this really puts people first if you think about it. If we're we're selecting selecting the correct talent to put that correct talent in a position. We're gonna have a better Army in the long run. And you know, people always resist change, but change is good. You know, like I said, we've had the same system for such a long time, and we're moving forward to, to making sure that we're putting the right folks in the right position. Uh, because in nowadays we, we expect a lot more from our soldiers and we ex- expect a lot more from our non-commissioned officers. Uh, so to ensure that we have the right folks, you know, th- this is the right way to go. And, you know, and I have the full trust and confidence in, uh, in the talent management task force. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the Mandalorian, you know, this is the way. And I really trust, I really trust what, uh, what the team's been doing 
you know, and, and being a part of that uh, uh, initial cohort with uh, BCAP, I, I really got to see something a lot different. And I, I've got, I've actually got to see the impacts of, uh, you know, now all the battalion commanders that, that are, have been through uh, BCAP and now that CCAP's going on, the brigade commanders. And when we go and uh, speak to the, uh, to the uh, folks that, um, that are in PCC, it's amazing to see all those folks that have, uh, have been through this program and, and knowing that, that it works. And very excited for uh, for um, the, the start major assessment program to begin here in full force, uh, beginning with the brigades coming up and then uh, battalion brigade uh, next fiscal year. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy uh, that it's about time we've done something to change. And it, it, it's a great thing what we're doing. Thanks, Sergeant Major. I appreciate the uh, Mandalorian uh, analogy there. That was that was really good. Uh, so that that brings us to our next question uh, for Sergeant Major Haney. What was the final impetus uh, besi- behind changing enlisted personnel management? You know, basically, can you describe the evolution of the process since you got on board to where we are now? Right about uh, November, December of 2019, I was asked to come over to the task force in preparation for kind of the BCAP process. Before that, the officers had been very focused at on the development of uh, some initiatives within the officer corps. And as I came over, uh, you know, the SMA uh, had asked me kind of three questions. You know, the first one, uh, do, do we need a senior NCO assessment program? And if so, what level? Do we need a um, AIM-2 or an ATAP marketplace for NCOs? And if so, uh, how would it work? And then he he asked and continues to ask, how do we uh, select, assess, and train better sergeants and staff sergeants? So really at that time, we, we ran a planning conference in February of uh, 20 and, and uh, started to approach uh, some of those uh some of those questions that the SMA had. And really it was looking at some of those things that uh, the officers have piloted or some of those initiatives that uh, have been working in the officer corps and really seeing what fits. Not everything transfers over. Um, Some of those ideas don't quite work for NCOs. We have a a quite a bit larger enlisted and non-commissioned officer force. So really at that point in time, we started looking at how and what we could affect and what we could affect uh, pretty rapidly. And that's kind of where we got to with uh, two, two initiatives that we'll mainly talk about today. Can you talk about those two initiatives that are out there right now in pilot and uh, execution? Just kind of give a brief overview for the audience. So initially, we had started started looking at a uh, sergeant major's uh, assessment uh, similar to the BCAPs and CCAPs. When we went back to the SMA and the Senior Enlisted Council, uh, we actually got redirected back towards the first sergeant talent alignment assessment. After digging into it and hearing the senior sergeant majors like Sergeant Major Sims talk about it, really those First sergeants are the key and essential NCOs in any organization. They really shape the culture of an organization. They help instill discipline. They oversee individual and collective training. And, you know, they oversee administrative issues. They're kind of that last level of direct level leadership before you kind of move up to organizational level leadership. When you move up to battalion and brigade, you don't have that level of interaction anymore. As we looked at the first sergeant, it, it only made sense to start there. That's where we uh, that's where we led into the first sergeant talent alignment assessment, and I could talk a little bit about that here in a minute. 
Yeah, and, and that's a that's a good lead into our next segment, which was going to be the uh, the first our town alignment program. You know, for officers, it's focused on battalion commanders and brigade commanders at this point, but we're going to move on to a little bit more of expanded cap this year. Uh, for Sergeant Major Sims, uh, you know, for you, why are first sergeants the key rank to focus on? You know, why not go for platoon sergeants as well? Well, so thinking about thinking about all this, why why not why not do you know uh, platoon sergeants? Why not do squad leaders? Etc. and so forth. But when you when you peel it back and you think about it, uh, at the very least, we we trust our companies and our battalions and brigades to develop those leaders. So you know, looking at the first sergeant, that's a that's a key billet. We can't not we cannot afford not to do this for the first sergeant because you know, when you think about it, you know, that was the last real time that I had that direct leadership with uh, with a company commander. So it, it was uh, you know I had a, a line company and then an HHC. And I knew everybody in that company. I could tell a person at night with nods off by their walk. Um, so that, that that personal contact and, and the things that you do and, and things you learn about the soldiers around you. That, that I mean, we have to ensure that uh, we're getting it right. And uh, with the with the TAA and and you know empowering it down uh, down the division like we've done. I think this is going to ensure that we have the right first arms in the right place at the right time. They're at the point of contact, and I can't overemphasize enough, you know, how important it is uh, that we assure that we're getting the right first sergeant by doing this uh, talent alignment process. One of the things that you started to talk about, Sarmator, was uh, the interaction between uh, that first sergeant and that company commander. I think that was, you know, through some of our past discussions, I think that was really key was that's that one point where that senior NCO has a lot to do with shaping the way that a commander is, both as a company commander, as they move up to battalion and brigade and beyond. Throughout my interactions uh, over the last couple of years is, you know, I hear senior senior officers and senior commanders refer back to how, how their first sergeants were, either good or bad. And I, I think it really helps shape the officer corps um, when we put the right first sergeants into those right positions to help lead the company and to help, you know, uh, shape and mentor those uh, company commanders. Yeah, I can I can absolutely oh, yeah. attest to that. I, I mean, I know I'm I'm not where I am today only because my you know my I had two really good first sergeants, uh, both as a, uh, a Charlie Troop commander and a and an HHT commander. I'd be interested, Sergeant uh, is as you kind of move out around the the you know around the country or across the battlefield lately. You know, how have you seen first sergeants change over the years, and how have you seen you know the interactions between first sergeants and company commanders? changed over the years, especially as you've moved from division up through uh, to where you're at now? Yeah. So uh, over the years, really, I think, uh, you know, I think about when I was a first sergeant, you know, we did, you know, we, we had uh, the big brick cell phones, but we didn't have a, a phone that, that had email attached to it when we went to the field. So we still had a lot of interpersonal communications with each other. So the difference I see now, and you, you go back a few years when that, that uh, young uh, field or company grade officer wrote the, the letter to General Nelly about, you know, you have to take some of the burden off of company commanders and first sergeants, which, you know, when we peel that onion back, it absolutely we did. But then there's some inherent responsibility inside, you know, your daily and duty scope of what you're supposed to do. I mean, you can't take away everything because uh, those, uh, you know, we have to get, they have to get folks to the dental clinic. They have to get, you know, they have to do the things that they have to do in order to be ready. You, you can definitely tell as I've gone around the past, I, I can use this really, uh, the past 10 months really being a, a, at Forces Command. You know, I get to go to every uh, training center. So I go to NAT, NTC and JRTC for just about every rotation. And you can tell 
when you when you engage and you're out there walking walking the, the line, if you will, with the folks, the first sergeants that actually understand it, and and then the company commander that's in tune with the first sergeant, especially when you're walking the line, you're walking the defense. Case in point, when you're walking the line, you have a company on one side of the road that you know the fighting positions are dug, the EA development is a uh, is there, and then you look to the right. Just right across the road, that whole company was decimated the night before because they they jumped in, they carried way too much stuff, and then when they when they made contact with the enemy, they were not ready. Uh, it, so it goes back to you know, are are we meeting our training gates before we go to these uh, crucible events, i.e. NTC and JRTC? You see it, you see, you call it you call it pockets of excellence. All of our first sergeants and our company commanders right now are trying really hard, but they have so much burden on them from higher when it comes giving them time for training, that's where the impact is. When we don't give somebody time to do something, so when they go somewhere, they do it right. Uh, So the big initiative in Forces Command is really about giving back time to those folks so they can develop themselves and and get better. I would say, you know, the first sergeant's the first sergeant. And, uh, you know, when you go around and and I've I've been engaging with and seeing them, they're they're doing great things and, and they're trying. But, you know, we can always be better. And I think the first RTA is the first step to making them better. For Sergeant Major Haney, you know, what are we looking at in these pilots? Like, what what are they getting assessed on? The purpose behind the first Sergeant Talent Alignment Assessment, it's a decentralized assessment tool to be run at division or installation level. Really, it's those uh, senior commander levels where those DMLs, where they're where they're managing that senior NCO population and putting uh, and putting them into the right brigades. What the purpose of the first RNTAA is to really provide better data to those leaders that are making that decision so they can make better informed decisions to put the right NCOs into the right positions at the right time. As we've looked at the program itself, we need to make it simple enough that a uh, that it doesn't have to be run like a CAP process where everybody comes to, to a central location. And that's why I say it's decentralized where the division or installation can run it. It's about a four-day process, building out a peer and subordinate feedback uh, prior to and getting that information and uh, giving that to a talent alignment panel. And then really kind of identifying a local market or identifying those first sergeant vacancies uh, that are going to be across the installation uh, and really doing what we're calling as a talent requirement worksheet. Um, because the proponents can tell me that uh, you need these KSBs to be this type of first sergeant. But what we can't tell through the proponents identifying those KSBs is that that company just came back from JRTC, that that company's had three suicides, that the company commander is a socially skilled introvert. Those are things that this talent requirement worksheet will be able to get from the brigade and battalion leadership and use during the talent alignment panel. Uh, and really, that's on the last day. So the actual uh, four-day assessment is, uh, you know, a height, weight, an APFT or ACFT, depending on the fitness test of record at that point in time. And then really a first earned assessment battery, which is six to eight different uh, online assessments that are used to identify uh, behaviors. The results of those uh, assessments are used during on the, on the last day by the talent alignment panel. Uh, And then we do what's called a behavior-based interview, which is a little bit different than past boards. Um, In, you know, in boards, uh, you have that face-to-face interaction. We're actually using a double-blind process. We're not presenting any personal data to the panel. Uh, And questions are asked a little bit different to uh, identify 
behaviors. And we're using a scored rubric uh, to identify those behaviors. You can think of times that you went to a board uh, where somebody might ask a question. You, three, you see three intoxicated staff sergeants walking across the parking lot headed towards their car. Uh, what would you do? Um, most of us would come up with a process of stopping them and doing something uh, in one way or another. Um, but research has shown is if you ask a question uh, in a way uh, to talk about past behavior, it really can give you insights into some KSBs and future performance um, or, or future behaviors. Uh, so I think about, you know, we ask a question or a similar question that says, tell me about a time that you have a subordinate that would not or could not uh, perform a task. How did you deal with that subordinate? And as somebody starts to answer that question, you can, we've developed a way that you can really score them off of a rubric to get after some of those uh, characteristics off the leadership's requirements model. Are, are candidates provided that rubric before they go into the assessment? Um, no, no, they're not. Uh, so it is a rubric that we have, uh, that we're developing. Uh, so they don't actually have the actual rubric, but all of the areas that we're asking off of are actually out of the LRM. Um, so it's not anything that's secret. So that's actually the the meat of it. The, all of that information that we've gathered through the behavior-based interview, the um, first sergeant assessment battery, the peers and subordinate feedback, and the preferences. And really, we have what is an uh, NCO resume where we have self-proclaimed KSBs. All of that information is given to the talent alignment panel on the last day. And that's the division SAR major, his brigade SAR majors, and really any of the G staff SAR majors or any of the other SAR majors that he would want uh, in the room to kind of help, uh, you know, do the voting and shape where, where their first, first SARs go into those positions. They take that information, they match that up with the talent requirements worksheets, it's, it's all anonymized, and they actually just match up the right NCO to the right position based off their knowledge, skills, behaviors, and preferences. That's interesting. For uh, for Sergeant Major Sims, can you, can you give us your opinion on the utility of bringing this program down to the uh, division level? So I may use no first army thing. I think it's awesome. It's happening at uh, at the division level, you know. And again, we're going to have to see the results over time. But you know, I, the, the person that really needs to make the, the decision for the companies would be the division. And we have to be careful not to uh, over centralize. So, some would say micromanage even uh, you know every every talent management program. Um, but, but we're empowering uh, our divisions to develop and assess the people that are going to go in, and be accountable for what's going on inside that division. I, I would actually trust, uh, you know, battalion and brigade level to do this. But, you know, the division level gives the appropriate scale. Uh, it's controlled enough to consider over time, but but wide enough to have a good sample size. When it all boils down to everything as we're doing this, I, I think, you know, when we see more more incredibly cohesive teams and, and when we see real declines in suicides, sexual assault, and harassment and you know and extremism and all that stuff it, it starts to you know go way down we know that this program's working you had mentioned those types of behaviors uh that are you know really counter to a formation putting those right leaders into those positions that are you know have high moral character have empathy have you know humility have the desire to lead uh is going to help you know support those programs uh to get after some of those uh some of those things that are really plaguing our army as you mentioned it it's really kind of working on that cohesive team and building out uh those right ncos to to interact with those companies and lead uh so i really appreciate uh appreciate you highlighting that one last question right. for, for sergeant major haney about uh first sergeant um, taa 
you know, is talk talent alignment. Uh, does this mean you, you touched on a little bit earlier, but does this mean we're aligning soldiers with different branches? So like an infantry first sergeant could potentially be put in, in charge of a uh, forward support company? Sir, so as we were talking earlier, I failed to highlight that these are really in, high, uh, in pilot fashions and we haven't done anything binding yet. However, um, through the two pilots that we've done, they're at Fort Bragg and they're at First ID. Um, we have had uh, mismatches of MOS to actually first certain positions. But as we started to understand and started to identify who those people were and really identified which positions those were, we, we started to see why. So as an example, uh, at one of the locations, we had aligned a, a 14 series air defender against a armor company. Uh, and and at first, it kind of didn't didn't really match up until we started looking back at the KSPs. So that that uh, that Sergeant First Class had been a, a mechanized infantry company uh, NCO throughout his entire career. So he had those right KSPs or those right knowledge and skills uh, to kind of support that maneuver company or that armored maneuver company. And he'd only changed over in the last three years to become an air defender. So he had those right skills and uh, knowledge, skills, and behavior to lead that company, and it was really that kind of right idea. As another example, at one of the locations, we had matched up an infantry master sergeant to a S forward support company. And as we started looking at it, it was really just that sound leader, physically fit lead from the front that they wanted uh, to put into that company. They weren't really looking for those technical expertise. They really wanted that strong leader. And those came out through the assessments uh, and identified those knowledge, skills, and behaviors. So th they really, the brigade sergeant majors and the division sergeant major, after we uh, revealed who was getting aligned, uh, they really felt like it would have been the right person for that right right job at that right time. So let's, uh, let's discuss the sergeant major assessment program. Uh, sergeant Major Sims, you sat in as a non-voting panel member for BCAP. What are your thoughts on bringing this program to command sergeant majors? How do you see this benefiting the Army in the long run? So, you know, like, like, like I said before, you know, these initiatives are going to put us right on track. It, it makes so much sense to do what we're doing, especially at, at the uh, battalion and brigade level. Because uh, I learned so much when I, when I did that, uh, that uh, um, the first cohort down at, uh, at Fort Knox. You know, and it was so, so neat to sit inside that room and, uh, and, and get all the as aspects of uh, what that officer, you know, the, the, from the peers and all that, all that stuff. But I mean, I, I think it only makes total sense to do what we're going to do. Um, you know, like, like I said, at the end of the day, the proof's going to be, you know, are we getting this right? We see more teams that are co cohesive and, you know, we start seeing in the decline in the corrosives, that means we've got this exactly right. And uh, I look forward to it. And I know I'm excited that uh, we're, we're changing the process and it's going to be something good for our Army. Uh, Sergeant Major Hayner, you're the engine behind this program. Can you give us a brief overview of the Genesis and the pilots uh, that we have conducted already? Sir, I think engine might be an overstatement. However, uh, <laughs> you know, as we uh, as we got to about the middle of 2020 and started coming into the BCAP, CAP season, uh, the SMA really uh, came back to me and asked, uh, you know, what are we doing for uh, SAR majors? So at that time, uh, we had a, a pretty generic plan, and that was really to bring them to the BCAP. We ran a pilot uh, uh, last year uh, on or about November timeframe of 2020, where we brought 28 
uh, six Sierra or pre-Battalion CSM uh, SAR meters to the BCAP assessment. We changed very few things. We used a leader 360, which was not the right tool. Uh, thus, in turn, we're creating the uh, senior enlisted uh, evaluation tool, which is a peer and subordinate feedback tool. The other thing that we changed were the panel member constructions. We took the panel members from, uh, from BCAP and we really smashed them down into four panels, which consisted of uh, three nominative sergeant majors and two colonels. And that was because that was what we had at the time. Uh, the results were about the same. So it was about 14 or 87% that were found ready for CSM. And then, uh, you know, a lot of the same uh, characteristics really came through. But what, what we did find out was we did need to change some of the assessment batteries a little bit to make them more NCO specific. Uh, and so we're currently doing that this year. Um, and then following that, when the SMA had actually come and viewed the pilot, uh, he, when he left there, he said, I want to do uh, SMAP the following year. And that brings us to SMAP in this year. The team had gone back to the Senior Enlisted Council and the SMA uh, probably about February of, uh, of this year and really uh, proposed a, a plan. You know, the decision was full brigade implementation uh, binding. And, and that's what we're going to do this year uh, in November. We're going to look at, you know, a, about 380 uh brigade eligible sergeant majors for about 130 different brigades that are going to be eligible and really take that process of the OML, the evaluation board process, match that up with this, uh, this SMAP or the sergeant majors assessment and really develop a slating OML uh, and, and inform that actual process. Going back to what you're talking about with BCAP and CCAP, what are, how is this similar to those processes? How it's similar is we're taking the passport or the past performance, which is the uh, NCBRs or SRBs, and really what the evaluation board is looking at, and really taking that and taking that into account and adding it to a new process where we're doing peers and subordinates. Uh, we're doing a cognitive and non-cognitive assessment or those uh, assessments to determine behaviors. We're doing some psychometric assessments in a psych, uh, an op psych interview um, and really a writing assessment, a physical fitness assessment. And now you start to see a holistic picture of a non-commissioned officer and bringing that before the Army Comprehensive Talent Interview or, or the, uh, the panel uh, which Sergeant Major Sims had said it sat on during BCAP and CCAP and really providing that information and through an interview process, determining readiness for CSM or not readiness for C Brigade CSM. It is very similar in the aspect of it's the... It's uh, getting more data out there. It's you're, getting, you're getting more a data bigger and picture of an individual leaders. other than the yeah. you know, couple of paragraphs on an NCOER or something yeah. like that. So it's very similar in the aspect of BCAP and CCAP. However, we, are, we have been working uh, over the last year to make it specific towards non-commissioned officers, and that's specifically the assessments. Um, you know, General McGee and uh, now General Drew have talked a lot about uh, culture of assessments, and that was really applying to a lot of the officer corps now. Um, but we're trying to push that into the NCO ranks as well. Can, can you describe uh, the culture of assessments we're trying to implement in enlisted talent management? Sir, so the culture of assessments is really 
doing some uh, doing different types of assessments throughout an NCO or an enlisted soldier in an NCO's career. You know, ARI has been working over a number of years to do TAPAS, which uh, identifies kind of those junior soldiers that would be successful in certain MOSs and look at first-term attrition. And really, they've moved it up to the NSAB, which is the non-commissioned officer specialized assessment battery, which is now going to be uh, conducted at BLC and uh, SLC. Uh, and really, that's to identify those NCOs that might have the propensity to serve as a drill sergeant and a recruiter. In addition to those type of predictive assessments, CAC and uh, TRADOC and uh, NICLICO have really started Project Athena, which are those developmental type of assessments where an NCO takes an assessment and he gets that feedback to himself and they develop an individual development panel or an IDP. That, that that individual can work with or can work with their coach on. It is really working, the talent management task force, working in conjunction with, with TRADOC and uh, CAC and really developing a whole culture where you're informed on your behaviors, where you're assessed on your behaviors, and where we use those behaviors to actually talent align you, uh, similar to the first sergeant TAA and the SMAP. For Sergeant Major Sims, you know, how huge would this be for junior soldiers? How would you have liked to have had something like this when you were a specialist or a junior non-commissioned officer? Yeah, so thinking about this, you know, you know, I'm the first time Sergeant Major. So obviously uh, enough went right in the talent, my talent management to help me reach this level. But as, as I think about, uh, you know, my friends, many soldiers over the years, you know, the ones who ended up leaving the Army because they didn't tap into the right opportunities. Uh, these are the people who left the Army. They went on to have awesome careers, they have great families, and they had happy lives. But you know, it, it's not about what they missed out on because we didn't you know, manage their talent right. It's about what the, ar- the Army may have missed because we didn't give them the right op- opportunities to develop or assignments to develop in or, or reasons to stay in. You know, it, We all know the importance of career satis- satisfaction You know, and someone's personal impact on the mission and their identity. Uh, this program should give us the chances to make those connections. So, um, you know, a lot of work's being done to ensure that we're, uh, you're, you know, we're getting things right. You know, he talked about Project Athena uh, starting there in, uh, at BLC, uh, and we've already rolled it out. And I've, I've actually got to talk to two, uh, two BLC courses about, you know, what they think about this. I think what's happening now is uh, Nickel Co., uh, the folks down there at Fort Bliss are going around to all the divisions now in the course to actually teach you know, old guys like me, what this uh, IDP is going to mean in the future. You know, I, I think if I knew, you know, I, you kind of know your weaknesses, but if you really had something that gave you the tools that this is your weakness, you need to work on it. And here's some tools to help you. you now, that would have been awesome coming up throughout the years. And, and I'm glad we finally have a tool now that can actually get after that. So the soldier, the enlisted sergeants that have not been through what the new sergeants are going through we all know and we have that connection uh but you know i, I think you know th- this is right on track would i love to have it when i was a young man yes but you know you know we made it through uh, but we're, we're just ensuring the future of our army right now and it's very exciting sorry Major, i think the old adage of be no do uh, kind of still stands. Um, and know yourself and seek self-improvement used to be said quite a bit. Uh, but now I think, I think uh, you know, TRADOC and NICLICO are actually going to start providing those tools to understand yourself so that you can actually seek self-improvement. I think that was, uh, that was really key to kind of what you were just talking about.
So final question is for both of you, and we've kind of touched on this as we've talked throughout the throughout the day here. Um, Sarmita Grinson's big initiative is This Is My Squad. The idea behind this is to foster a spirit of responsibility in each and every soldier about their units and teammates, thus placing people first, as the C- CSA puts it. How do all these initiatives tie into that strategy? So, Sir Major Haney, you want to lead off? Sir, uh, I, I mean, going back to the first sergeant TAA, you know, the first sergeants are really those ones that coach, teach, mentor, and put into place those small unit leaders. Uh, and, and I really think if we're getting the right first sergeants into those right positions, they'll start influencing uh, those small those small units and and really instilling that culture uh, that we're really looking for throughout the rest of our discussions. Uh, you can see how we're identifying behaviors, identifying um, the right jobs for the right person, uh, so, you know, so that they're they're able to serve to the best of their ability, and they're really able to get after uh, kind of that small unit leadership and that small cohesive team, uh, and really working towards uh, getting after what the SMA is actually uh, his envision of uh, Tim's actually involves. Uh, Sergeant Major Sims, final note. Uh, yes, sir. I did, no, this is a this is a great topic. You know, for you know a little over ten months that I've been in the job, I, I go out and I've got to query uh, all the course and all the divisions and all of our little separate units that we have spread all over the United States. Uh, I want to give a lot of a lot of credit to soldiers here. Um, you know, I believe our, our soldiers want to have cohesive teams, and they feel a ton of responsibility toward their fellow soldiers. Um, you know. Tim's is to remind soldiers they're empowered to take care of those around them. Uh, but to me, the program also, also appointed emphasis to Army leaders, you know, at platoon, company, battalion, and even force comm, that soldiers in squad and small teams are looking out for one another. Um, and, and when a soldier has a concern or a question or, or something to say, you know, you know, about what's going on in their squad, you know, that leader is responsible to listen uh, because that soldier's in the squad. Uh, and, and no one knows that squad better than, you know, that person that's in the squad. So I, I think, uh, you know, it's really taken root in forces command. Uh, it, it took a little time. It's kind of weird, you know, over heck it was over a year before that, that uh, the SMA rolled, uh, rolled, uh, Tim's talked about Tim's when we were, uh, at the maneuver conference at Fort Benning and, you know, it, all, all this time later, I, I think, uh, it's getting a lot better because, you know, people are our greatest strength our, our most valuable assets, that soldier. Um, you know, so the things that we're doing now to actually get after Tim's, you know, it, it's all of ours. It, it's not just, uh, it's not just the SMA's buzzword. This is this Tim, this is my squad is for all of us, especially non-commissioned, non-commissioned officers in the United States armor and even commission officers. Uh, it, it's about taking care of each other because our most valuable asset is that person. But, uh, I, I'm excited that, uh, you know, th- this is becoming more and more, uh, I want, you can't say relevant. It's becoming more and more a part of, you know, everyday life. Hey, you know, you know, today, today in forces command is ready to stay. You know, we're doing our, our stand down, uh, you know, and I, right after this, I'll, I'll leave and go uh, talk to a group, group of folks, you know, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it's so neat to see, you know, how things are, are, you know, getting better, if you will, but really, you know, it, it's neat to see, by doing these uh, new programs or, or these new ways to promote the right people, put the right people in position, how it really gets after this is my squad. So, you know, it's exciting times we're in right now. And I really appreciate this. This has been a, been a great, uh, great little podcast. And uh, I appreciate your efforts. And I really, again, I thank the talent management task force 
Um, and, you know, just like I said at the beginning, you guys are like the Mandalorians. You know, it will be done. I appreciate uh, appreciate what you're doing. On that note, I think we'll wrap things up. To Sarmator Sims and Sarmator Haney, thank you for being on the show today. And to our audience, thank you for joining me. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts. And for more information, visit the Talent Management Task Force website. Thank you for joining me. Talent wins and winning matters. The Army Talent Management Task Force would like to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information on Army Talent Management Initiatives, or if you have an idea for a future podcast, please visit our website at talent.army.mil. Don't forget to share with your colleagues.